All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Uh, I'm going to kick off today's episode by saying that I'm very, very sorry. Uh, I ran a podcast uh, just today with uh, none other than Black Powder Dave. (laughs) As you can imagine, it wasn't long before uh, Black Powder Dave started dropping um, you know, sound bites that would be considered somewhat inflammatory. <laughs> and I quite frankly don't know that uh, by the time the uh, cutting room floor is cleared that there'll be anything left of the original podcast we did together. Uh, there definitely were some, you know, great moments, uh, certainly some ones that I think would uh, at some point be released in like uh, some sort of you know, behind the vault door, you know, uh, R-rated version. I don't know. I, I, I imagine that it wouldn't be long before we would be accused of, uh, bigotry, uh, racism and, uh, you know, any one of a number of other, you know, white privilege, uh, based, you know, uh, accusation. I, I definitely have been watching the news and, uh, certainly the left are getting uh, pretty desperate. If you haven't been keeping up, you know, uh, climate deniers are in full swing, apparently, because every province is saying that they don't want this carbon tax. And, of course, the uh, government isn't hearing it. Uh, We've got uh, Miss McKenna, and I won't refer to her uh, by the name by the name that uh, we called her in the previous podcast, uh, where, you know, I I definitely don't think that that it can be released because ultimately we spend a lot of time making fun of politicians. And as much as I'd love to drop it on you guys, I I think that it would probably be the end of the podcast. (laughs) You know, as you can imagine, getting together with Black Powder Dave can be an exercise in uh, expression. And uh, he definitely is willing to speak his mind. If you uh, haven't seen him in our Instagram posts, uh, Black Powder Dave is probably one of the uh, finest gun enthusiasts I've ever met. Uh, He's definitely one of the boldest. Uh, Certainly he likes doing things that would leave other shooters uh, very unnerved. Uh, If you've never fired a uh, musket, you know, a flintlock musket, it can get pretty terrifying uh, as your face is about two inches away from the flash pan when when a black powder charge goes off. And of course, you know, you don't want to use too much, but you don't want to have uh, any kind of misfire or have to, you know, put the gun down for a second while you try and figure out whether or not you need to reload it and it could go off. Uh, black powder can be a little bit uh, daunting you know, for some people, but it's probably one of the most exciting uh, shooting experiences that uh, I've ever had. And I can tell you that if you've never fired like a black powder ball, uh, you know, like just just holding these things, you got to wonder how guys, you know, operated in combat uh, that that pirate pistol. Uh, you know, can't wait to uh, do another video on that. We had some problems with the uh, with the lighting that day, and we're gonna have to do that one over. But I really have had a lot of fun with this pirate pistol. Um, We've had our hands on for some time here at the Canadian Gun Vault. And, you know, it's a 50 cal uh, traditions pirate pistol. And it's, you know, it's a pretty big piece and it is a restricted firearm. A lot of people ask questions about that. Uh, They say, you know, is a flintlock pistol, um, you know, an antique and it's it's not classified as an antique if it's a modern reproduction. So, you know, like these are the moments where I kind of examine our our gun laws and think to myself, well, okay, that's set up for failure. You got, you know, two items that are mechanically identical 
and you know antiques are considered antiques if they're made before you know 1896 and and that's a number that's never changed uh certainly when the uh, new laws were taking effect they wanted to uh, you know say up to 100 years old uh anything beyond 100 years old was considered antique although they they wouldn't do that today because uh you know the idea that you you probably wouldn't be able to get your hands on you know uh, ammunition that's considered obsolete and no longer made today. Uh, definitely there's, you know, some argument that, uh, you know, antique pistols, um, you know, should never be fired anyway, but the modern reproductions are a lot of fun. And, you know, we've had an opportunity to shoot, you know, Pieta firearms, uh, traditions, firearms, um, you know, the Uberti, uh, is another name in, in black powder pistols. And by that, I mean like, <clears throat> Some, you know, percussion cap, cap and ball, uh, you know, items that would have been reproductions of things created in the 1860s, you know, and 70s, like definitely, uh, you know, things like the Colt Peacemaker uh, clone, uh, if it were, uh, made by uh, Pieta. And I, I fired actually a Pieta 44 Magnum the other day, and I was actually kind of really surprised at how well it behaved and felt in my hand. And I, I really did enjoy it. But, you know, coming back to Black Powder Dave, he is like the quintessential Black Powder powder guy you know he loves uh old things that go boom you know and sammy's the same way i mean actually the the bigger uh you know the charge the more fun they have so to actually you know get guys like this together for a day out uh you know we had an opportunity to try a couple of guns uh you guys saw some of the pictures uh that sk uh, sorry sl8 uh made by uh, h and k was like holy cow like it felt like a typewriter um definitely had you know a lot of polymer in uh, its design, but uh, it never felt like anything other than a fantastically well-made rifle. Uh, HK definitely has a way of putting together some guns right, but uh, you know, out there on the line, we uh, we managed to use a mortar, which you know was something that I I had been looking forward to doing for quite some time. You know, it's essentially a bowl. You know. <laughs> um, in, in a very rudimentary sense, uh, you know, a very short, stubby cannon. And, you know, the idea that they would uh, pack bombs <laughs> into these things and then light a fuse that would, uh, you know, set off the main charge. And then as this thing was flying out the barrel, it, it was going to have a secondary fuse uh, on the device that it was throwing downrange. Uh, it would, they would light that and or, you know, uh, set the wheels in motion for a detonation in midair above, you know, combatants, which is like, what? Like, okay, so like, this is like some of the earliest, like smart bomb technology, like, okay, so the fuse was, was kind of timed so that it would explode over a large group of people and do the most uh, damage. And so, you know, we've got this great piece of, you know, uh, firearm, military, uh, you know, cannon history. And I'm thinking to myself, how lucky am I, you know, that I actually even have an opportunity to hang out with people that know how to use these things. But, uh, you know, a lot of people think that, I, you know, I've shot everything, I've done everything. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, you know, how much charge would you need? you know, to, and I guess you'd have to pre-measure, you know, all your charges. Um, definitely, you know, we do that, uh, with the pirate pistol. It's, uh, it's one of those, you know, guns that we've, uh, become quite fond of, especially if you get steel, like it's, it's really cool to shoot a black powder pistol, uh, but at the same time, it's like really challenging because a lot of times they hit, you know, really high, uh, like a lot of single action revolvers and, uh, that some of that's by design. Uh, I think there was a, 
you know, thought process in the day that if you aim for a man's belt buckle, you know, you might hit him right in the chest. So, you know, that was easy enough to do. Uh, but, but being around, you know, Sam and black powder, uh, you know, he's really always been a treat for me, uh, to have such a wealth of information relating to firearms at your fingertips, uh, has been, you know, fantastic. I'm really looking forward to doing another sit down with Dave. Uh, unfortunately we can't air the, uh, the original uh, podcast, uh, like I said, I don't think that it's wise uh, at this stage and uh, this close to elections that we take chances like that. But um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely, I would uh, look forward to releasing that one day, if at all possible, perhaps after we win the election. That'd be kind of nice. I uh, definitely see Justin Trudeau uh, falling in the polls. Occasionally, you'll you'll get a little snippet of news uh, from one of the major uh, media outlets that will indicate that, you know, Trudeau's losing his lead. Well, <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it. Like, uh, he's like falling down flat in his face. I actually, I, I really do want to see, um, Newfoundland and Labrador, uh, go blue. I think it would be just so exciting to see them vote conservative as well and like see the entire country looking at the federal government and going, you're out of line. You're not imposing this on all of us. And, you know, like I'd like to believe that uh, conservative leadership would have invested the time in speaking to the residents uh, of those areas and, you know, ensuring them that they're going to get a fair shake once we get this madman out of office. Um, I've heard that uh, somebody's been accused of um, uh, some kind of hate crime or threats uh, towards Justin Trudeau. I saw that in the news feed. And I and I can't uh, I can't help with you know but remind you all that it's very important now more than ever to stay completely composed and to always uh, you know think before you do anything and that a lot of people are watching and I think that uh, everybody now is aware of that uh, that uh, is listening to these podcasts if you're you know a big part of our Instagram and um, you know our Facebook crews if you you know watch us on YouTube uh, we're definitely trying to get a great message out there uh, that we're coming together as a, a very large, large organization. And, you know, I've always maintained we're not a lobby group, but we definitely have a lot of voices uh, on that Instagram page. It seems to be growing. And I know I haven't given you guys many updates lately, but we're <clears throat> we're pleased to be growing at hundreds of weeks, uh, hundreds a, a week, rather. And I, I love the idea of continuing to, uh, you know, evolve and grow and entertain you guys. So it's really important that you get out there and you share our message uh, with your friends. If you can just tell them, uh, you know, what we're doing and maybe, you know, if, if, if you if you have to have to have discussion regarding, um, uh, you know, firearm ownership, uh, please refer them to us. I'd love to educate some new people and uh, definitely spend a little bit of time uh, getting to know uh, those that haven't familiarized themselves with firearms yet. Uh, I think there's a great community waiting for you if you want to, you know, get out there and try it. Uh, there, there are more than enough clubs that will offer supervised rentals. Uh, you know, if you want to encourage your friends to, you know, give it a try, go, go, go see what it is, you know, like that we do and, you know, encourage them to go there. It, you know, it'll make a nice uh, family day out. You know, that was, that would be the way I would pitch it. Uh, you know, if you 
could uh, get your neighbors uh, involved. And, you know, if you get them into the conversation and you happen to drop, you know, that there's a place you can go do these things, then, you know, it might be worthwhile. If you can't take the time to get somebody to the range or, you know, if you just don't have it uh, to offer, uh, it's really it's really important that we do what we can to expose as many members of the public to our pastime uh, and, and, and to get word out that this Trudeau government has done a fantastic job of uh, you know, tanking the economy and uh, putting us at risk you know, in terms of uh, people's respect out on the global stage is, is very questionable uh, right now for Canada. Like, it looks like everybody's making fun of the guy that can't tell the difference between China and Japan. Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing uh, for the people that are from the uh, Americas that are listening in. Uh, thank you so much for your support. We uh, do appreciate our U.S. counterparts, and clearly we all have a good fight as fire owners. And, uh, you know, got to got to hand it to all the people that uh, have supported us, uh, you know, Patreon accounts, uh, you know, the merchandise purchases. Uh, we hope you really enjoy what we're putting out there. And uh, definitely we've got some new things coming that I think you're going to enjoy. And uh, again, you know, it, it's fantastic to see our gear out there on the lines. Uh, you know, a lot of proud Canadians. I'm, I'm digging it. Anyway, that's about all the time I have for tonight's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.